Adventures in Dadland. Hello, my name is Colfax. Yo, I'm German. Oh, no, you can't go like that, dude. That's hot. Now Why not? That's not hot. Yeah, I just yeah, introduced myself, bro. No, you're all like, yeah, it's gerbil. I'm gerbil. It's Colfax and gerbil. It's Adventures in Dadland. It's a podcast where we talk about raising our kids during a pandemic. How are you? <laughs> Great, um, man. How are you? I'm good, dude. I'm good. We watched a show this week that that was applicable to kids and mm-hmm. to parenting, and it raises a bunch of questions. My, I give credit to my sister-in-law who found it initially and passed it on to me, passed it on to us. It's called Old Enough. It's on Netflix. It's uh, steaming up there. It's actually an old. Uh, it's it's 25 years old. Actually, the the show has been running for like 25 years, 30 years. Are you in kidding? Japan. Oh, I didn't notice it's that. Called Hajimidi no Asuka was the original term. It's uh, called Old Enough. The premise is kids, most of them toddler age, uh, going out to do their first errand uh, on their own. They go and do things. The first one, I think, one of the first ones featured like a little kid who's, it looked like his grandfather owned like a Mandarin orange farm. And his errand was to go back up to the house and make a little bit of tea and then bring it back to the people. And then one of them, they send a little boy to a grocery store to pick up some flowers and pick up some curry. And they send them on these errands, like out in the world. And I, a couple questions we had for it, if I can answer <laughs> right out of the gate. One, you know, I can't really tell on, I read an article from Bloomberg 2015 that said in Japan, small children are much more independent than maybe other parts of the world. Their example was a nine-year-old girl who was riding the subway into downtown Tokyo. And Hmm. they said that, you know, their crime rate is a lot lower and there's more sense of communities, particular in smaller towns, which allows kids greater independence at a younger age. But also in the article, it references that TV show. So whether or not like it's a cultural thing where they let these kids go on their first errand or the show created the idea and that's why they send these kids out on their first errand, I'm not quite sure. But it's a thing. And apparently in Japan, kids go out on their own a lot, a lot younger than maybe people do here in America. I think we were both taken back by the episode of the little boy. He was walking with a flag. He crosses what seems to be like a two-lane highway to get to this place <laughs> and brings it back. And he like shop wow. and he actually shops for everything that his mom needs all by himself. He pays like he goes up to the counter and he knows where things are. He forgets something, he goes back. Like I mean it's like it's not just kid walks into a store by himself. I mean he walked like a kilometer and a half crossing major roads, did shopping, forgot something, went back in, did more shopping came back like i mean it was like intensely independent and that kid was like two years and nine months i looked it up right before so it was the episode it's like the second episode he's like less than three that did that yeah he's got a a full diaper too which you were making diaper you were making fun of how i say diaper (laughs) i've never heard of the word nappy i don't know maybe it's a cultural thing tell him what you said i said is that a cultural thing you said it's british it's i think it's british full nappy well, you, you got nappies, bro, when you're a baby. All right. There's diapers. Dude, this is another word for da- diapers. So, so 
I think we had different reactions to it. And it could be like that our kids are different ages. Cause I, uh, you know, I thought about my kids who are 12 and eight and like my neighborhood's not particularly walkable. Like there's a target. That's probably like a half mile away. Mm-hmm. And when I send my daughter to the target, I probably could. And would I send my son? Like, I, I don't, I don't think so, man. And would my son be able to like, if I gave him cash, I think he could probably do it. You think he's so? never done it before? Yeah. I think if I gave him like a $20 bill and said, Hey, walk down to target and buy some captain crunch. I think he could do it, dude. I, hmm. I really do think he could complete that. Um, whether or not I would let him walk to the target now is another another thing for a lot of reasons. You know, like with this, I read about the show. They take care to tell you that not only are there cameramen walking around with them, but they have people that work in the production team that are dressed up like regular people, like joggers and shoppers oh, who are planted okay. along the route. So there's adults there to watch the kid. Well, you know, like there's production team people around there. And that was one of the main things that I was curious about when I watched this, right? Like, so you just, you just answered it by having like the, the team has plants, but is this something that they filmed because people in Japan just do, and they're like, oh, well, let's film this happening in real time. Or is it, is it something that they actually just set up because they're like, you know, it would be interesting to see if they could do this task. And now we're going to monitor them in somewhat of a bubble because one of the, one of the episodes that you didn't bring up was a little girl goes on sort of a, an errand, like three errands all at once. And one of them is to stop by, you know, one of her family friends houses and then the others to go to the store and the storekeeper in that episode seems like she's very helicoptery about her in the store, basically trying to help out. Well, a lot of them seem to happen in small towns, you know, and the the, the shopkeepers know the kid where they go in there. So I yeah. guess it's a little different than me sending my son to Target to try and get some Captain Crunch. But I stand, you know, there's something to be said because, you know, maybe it, part of it's novelty, like the kid that's not three with his full diaper walking along the highway. I mean, I don't know, dude. I don't think anybody's going to be doing it. But maybe other cultures feel safer about letting their kids out into the world, you know, like maybe it's a cultural difference. Like if I saw a kid that was that young wandered around the street by himself, I would think something's wrong. Like, I don't know if I would interject or call the cops, but like, if I saw like a three-year-old kid walking down Hamden, I might feel like I need to enter. I feel like my negative flag would go up and something was wrong. You and know also, what I mean? Like it's, it's in, in that episode with that three-year-old, the two, the two year, nine month kid, he walks past a police officer's car that's just stopped at a stop sign, kind of watching, and then the car drives off. And he's well, sitting there they're... like thinking that it's an ambulance or a fire truck. And then he finally gets that it's a, a police car. So the, like the cop sees it and then dr- drives away. So, well, I mean, it's kind of weird. I know it's weird. It's just different, you know? We're, different. I think maybe that's pretty far on the spectrum of giving your kids independence. I mean, obviously letting your kid walk down a highway road to go to the store to buy some groceries is high down there. I mean, on the (laughs) other end of the spectrum is like not letting your kid. I mean, I don't know where the other end of the spectrum is being a helicopter parent, like the extreme monitoring the kids, every move there's extremes on both sides. And maybe the TV show, the TV show's cute. Incidentally, you should watch it. And it's amazing. Even if it is, 
put together in a bubble and there's production staff that watch it. It's pretty fun to watch like a three-year-old motor his way down a highway to go get some milk. It's, it's pretty entertaining. Like, I think it's a pretty good show. Um, well, I also you know, like I, how the kids, I, I like, I also like how the kids kind of troubleshoot on their way. So like one of them, this girl has to go pick up something from her family farm and she forgets that they said that it's already prepped and ready for her to just pick up. So she goes into the actual farm land and tries to get like this huge head of um, not lettuce, but um, cabbage. cabbage from the, from the garden. And she's like twisting it in circles, trying to break it out of the ground. And she pulls this thing out that probably weighs as much as she does, which is hilarious. You know, I think there's something too, because also, even if it is set up, like the kids are pretty good about like going to a store and finding what they have to do and yeah. going, bringing it to the little checkout person and, and doing the interaction and walking it back. Like you can tell the independence, even if it is controlled, like there is independence there. Like yeah. my kids are a little older. I think my kids could carry out a transaction at a, with cash anyway, you know, I don't know my debit card pin number, but they could carry out like a transaction with cash if I sent them into a store. Mm. But they're, you know, I mean, my daughter's 12. She can already, you know, can obviously do it herself. My son probably good too, but there's really no need. I've never really sent them on a mission like that though. But this show makes me want to send them on missions, dude. It makes me want to take them and say, Hey man, why don't you, I don't know, like would run the into the store and grab something. Yeah. Like I'm wondering what the equivalent would be because it wouldn't be, I, I think the U S is set up different than a lot of other places in the world where, a lot of times there's an extreme microcosm, right? Like you, you know, the stores in your area, you can walk to them in most other countries, but in the U S everything is drivable. I don't know. I think it's a city thing too. I think Denver is particularly bad about that. Like our sprawl, they have these walkable scores. Have you heard about Mm -hmm. that? Like walkable scores of neighborhoods. And I think Denver's with the exception of maybe, up in the highlands or down in like the Lodo area, like the ball ball field area, like I, like I said, there's, there's not much, I can't walk to a legitimate grocery store for my house. It'd be mm. impossible. It would be ridiculous for me to do so without a car, like the function. Yeah. I couldn't where I live. I can't function without a car, but I mean, if you were in New York city and you had like a bodega at the end of the road and there was like things around you, it's possible to exist without a car or with public guess, yeah, that's, that's true. I can only think of like New York as being that way. Cause even when I lived in sort of big city town, Hayward, California, you still had to drive, like, even though things were somewhat stacked on top of each other, it was really people were stacked on top of people, right? Where you lived, there was tons of other people living there. And if you didn't want to like buy a slushie from a 7-Eleven at the corner, you had to drive to a store or a complex that had, you know, multiple stores or like a walking mall or something still. So even in big cities, you still kind of have that. I don't know, man. I think it's a suburban thing. I think the older the city, like St. Louis, my dad's side of the family was from St. Louis and there's certainly older parts of town that are walkable and built like that Chicago. I mean, I think it, it depends on the age of the city. I bet you get the older cities on the Midwest and on the East coast, you'll find places that are built for yeah, you know, that's plus true. In, better infrastructure. You know, like, we don't have good, we have really <laughs> public transit. In, <laughs> I mean, we do it's trash. I mean, we that's have the light rail, the, the light, the, the light rail is good. You can't send no, your no. kids on the light rail to go get, where are you going to send them ball to? tickets ballpark? What, tickets? what are you going to What are you going to send them to? They might there's as well just pay them once. That's exactly right. There's not a stop near you. What do you use the light rail for? I mean, it's stupid. The light Comic-Con. rail is a huge, 
it's a huge failure of, I mean, I'm taking it off this kids because I want to talk about the kids, but the light rail was a huge ruse that RTD did on us because it doesn't go anywhere. Well, like, oh, you can't, I mean, unless you specifically live at Yale and I-25 and you work <laughs> next to Union Station, then it seems really convenient. But like all these areas, Aurora, all of Aurora, like yeah. all of like the, the upper, they just built that line that went up toward Boulder. But if you live on anywhere in the Northern Corridor, like they want you to take your car and drive it to a parking lot and then jump on the train and then ride it. I mean, people do it, but it's, it, it's not mass transit. It's like, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's broken. You can't use it. You can't, when they first built it, they built all those sky rises and all those, those, those developments, like right along the light rail. Uh-huh. But there's so many places in Denver that you can't reach with the light rail and the bus system's a piece of shit too. So like, yeah. what are you going to do? Like take the light rail and then wait for the 15 to go up Colfax for who knows how long because there's no real infrastructure with RTD. It's it's a joke, dude. But back to the kids, man. Like, I mean, it's frustrating. That's a huge Chinook. Like, we really ruined it. I remember I lived here when they started to propose it. They were like talking about like an above rail thing that ran along I 25. They had high speed rail between like Fort Collins and Colorado Springs, and all of it's just been a lie. Like, it's hmm. literally like, do you want to go to Elitch's and not pay 20 bucks for parking? Well, let's take the light rail. That's pay, it. I mean, what else do you eight, use it for? $8 for a day ticket. I don't, I don't even pay that, dude. I, I'm so mad at RTD. I just ride it for free, dude. I'm a fair jump. So <laughs> with, your kids, with your kids, I mean, I would send either mine into a store. Like, I, I was trying to think of a good community-based. Like, if I was at a farmer's market, and I was like halfway from the farmer's market from like a vegetable stand. And I was like, man, I really wanted to get some asparagus. I think I could give one of my kids like a $20 bill and be like, hey, go back to that produce stand and get some asparagus and meet us here. And I would feel comfortable with it. Or if we were in the mall and one of them was like, I really wanted to get something from a store. And I'm like, we're eating in the food court. I would feel comfortable giving them money and having them roll down and do it and come back. Mm, okay. And I don't know about walking complete, through the street. They would complete yeah, that task complete. for you. Absolutely. I mean, they that's awesome. Complete it. That's well, I mean, that's baby. They know math. I mean, my daughter's <laughs> in middle school. So like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like you said, your kids are in a different area than, than mine. Yeah. Right. Like I, would you send your kids, would you send, send your kids to anything? Yeah. Would you send your kids to anything? <sighs> would you be able, I mean, do you think they'd be able to do it? I feel, I trust that they would try. And I also don't think that they have the bandwidth to do it just because they're kind of like, I'm trying no to think of the word. That. Like they're, yeah. they're, they're kind of like scatterbrained, kind of like me. So like, I was trying to think of when this would be good for me when I was younger. I used to walk to school when I was in middle school. So like, I felt like maybe middle school is a perfect time. So, you know, the fact that you say that your daughter can and your son can, and I mean, I feel like that's a good age to do that. But, but then again, we're talking about a show where these kids are, you know, three and four, like I, I, the, the one that made me laugh so much was that kid. The first one that you talked about the kid going up to the, from the Mandarin farm to the house, make juice or, you know, tea or whatever, and then come back. And in that show, he like, he, he goes out, he drops everything off. And then he starts messing around for like two hours 
and then he finally makes tea and then he comes back. <laughs> That's what my yeah. kids would do is basically yeah, I think that. A lot of kids would. You know, I think it's interesting for a country and it's, I mean, it's a culture we have like in a culture that like somehow always prides itself on its independence. I mean, when you say independence, it's basically got a bald eagle with an American flag on it. But like a lot of people are not really, we don't have a system in place to allow our children to be independent. And it's just not the mindset. And it's not the mindset for this, for our generation right now. We're, I would say that we are not different than a lot of our peers in that we're somewhat helicoptery. Like, we stand at the playground while they're at the playground playing. There's a playground down the street from me. Could I let my kids go down that way? Probably. Would I trust them to cross the streets to get there? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. You're a lot younger too. I mean, yeah. look, I know we keep comparing it to the kid on the TV show that's three. Yeah. But your, your kids are pretty young. I mean, how far away is the playground? Blocks? Yeah, it's like three or four blocks. And there's like one main road that you walk along the entire time. So, you know, and every time I do bring the kids when we're walking to it, my son does this thing. And I'm sure a lot of little boys do this where he like balances on the rocks that are in between the sidewalk and the road. Like, you know, the little rock barrier, I guess, like he's sitting there balancing on those about to twist his ankle and fall into a car is how like my weird helicopter brain is like. He is going to jump basically right in front of a car because he fell that direction. <laughs> There's a lot of different directions he can fall, but like that's where my head goes. So I'm like hyper watching him, ready to grab him at any moment. See, I think that's an age thing, dude. Because I, you know, like has he ever fallen into traffic off the Never. rock? No. So there's no like bait, but I totally get it, dude. I'm not trying to dispute that because of course yeah. you're going to stand there and not let him fall. Into <laughs> and we have those, you know, I, I've been less and less uh, helicoptery as time goes on, but that's because my kids have gotten older. You know what I mean? Right. Like my kids are allowed to go on their bikes or skateboards or whatever, like around the full block out of sight, but it took oh, a minute see? for me yeah. to let them do that. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, at three, I wasn't letting him do that, but like my daughter can ride around the block as long as we know she's doing it. So when I look outside and don't see her, I don't jump in the car and start like mash down the neighborhood. You yeah, know, as dude. long as she accentuates that she's going to do it, then it's all good. Absolutely. And my son and his little buddy that live next door, they walk up and down the block all the time. And I'm usually in here working, but I, I know it's an age thing, you know? Yeah. At three, I wouldn't let him do that. Like your daughter, I mean, <laughs> And if we were hanging out with your daughter. Well, I mean, it's, it was how is how it's three and six are mm-hmm. the kids spread for your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, your son too. I mean, obviously, if you're like, I wouldn't let my son do that, then I would. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, yeah, dude, go ahead and walk down the street, bro. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Keep running, don't look back. No, I mean, and that's the thing is when when we go out in the front, right? So this is a perfect example. When they're in the backyard, I it's fenced in. It's all the, there. There's a trampoline. Like I like to be aware that they're out in the backyard just in case they like fall off the trampoline. But I trust them to be alone in the, in the backyard, in the front yard where they like ride bikes. Cause it's not a, it's not a cul-de-sac, but there's like a circle, you know, like a blowout in our street. So the street connects on both ends and it's not very busy. They'll ride bikes around sort of in the circle across the street. And I'm outside when they're doing that. And when they go like one time, my son just bolted out the garage and started running down the street on the sidewalk. 
and I couldn't see him. I was like, whoa, where'd you go? You know, I freaked out on him. So I'm not even really at that point where I let them walk around out in the front by themselves, just in general. No, really? It, yeah. It's an age thing. And there's no judgment. This is a judgment-free zone when it applies to this topic, because it actually is a judgment zone. <laughs> on this topic, it's a judgment-free zone. Because you don't know, dude, it's different. Like, we don't live in Osaka, Japan, and have a market that they know our kids, and we can let them walk in the the, the lady that runs the market would know our kids when they walk up. So the situations are not comparable, you know, like you wouldn't do it. I mean, we laughed about it when we watched it. I want to test it with my son and send him in somewhere. Mm -hmm. I've taken inspiration from the show. I'm going to start sending my son on tasks. to Do things to try and have him catch up with these Japanese kids. (laughs) I love it. I want him to be on that level. Well, I think it's weird because you want your kid to be independent. Absolutely. I mean, you do. Independent is a great thing, but also like you don't want your kid to fall off the rocks in the traffic and you mm-hmm. have a fear to do that. So it's kind of a little, it's a, it's a little bit of a balancing game on that one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. more than their comfortability, it's, it's on a parent's comfortability. Cause like, if you told your son, Hey, if you take your, if, if you want to go to the park, you can take your sister and go hang out. Just make sure you come right home and let him go. Do you think he would go? You think he'd be like, hell yeah, let's go. He has that independence. I feel like he would go, man. It would like, I just had a mini heart attack, even thinking about it because, and here's why is like, they just like, as much as I remind them to like, look left and right crossing traffic, they just don't. And it's something that they still need to kind of be reinforced on. And that's, my son is super independent. Like when we go on walks, like, like I said, we go down to that playground and we walk. I mean, he will run until I can't see him ahead of us, which bothers me just a little bit because I just, I mean, it's that one time that's the thing, right? Is like, I'm sitting here with this weird anxiety. The one time I can't see him, some car is not going to see him at the same time. So well, like, it's not a weird anxiety. You're trying to be protective of your kid, you yeah, know, and there's right. nothing wrong with that, dude. I know, man, like, I can't think of how many times I've been in a park where I, I don't know, like they do something weird on a jungle gym, climbing like they're going to fall and break their neck and I'm yelling at them <laughs> because they're going to fall and break their neck. Like, I know, dude, it's natural instinct. I, I just think like watching this show is super interesting because they seem like they want to put a importance behind the kid's being able to operate independently. Absolutely. And, and, and I don't know if we have that in our culture and it's not on you or on me. Mm. I just don't think we're built like that. You know, yeah, I mean, you I'll, mentioned, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, cause all of a sudden they're at some age where they have the means to be independent, right? Like all of a sudden they're driving and then it's like, well, now it's completely unleashed. <laughs> like hands up in the air, like you have to let it get, you have to let it happen. And of is, course, there's is other that milestones. You're gonna let them but, go? Is that what you're going to let them go at 16? It's going to be like, one, you're independent 16. 100% helicoptery until they can afford their own car to then drive away from me. <laughs> it's fair, dude. You know, I think the other thing too, and you brought this up in past episodes that you know none of your neighbors. Yeah. And I think that makes a difference too. Like I know, I have my kid. And I talk about my son because my daughter's older now. But if my son was bumping around on the street, let's say he goes down to the end of my block and they're throwing rocks at cars because it's mm-hmm. a kid thing. Yeah. 
there's neighbors down there that would go out there and tell him to stop and then call me and tell me that my kid was throwing rocks. I mean, I have that type of infrastructure in my neighborhood that there's adults down there that would intervene and be like, hey, why are you throwing rocks at cars? I'm calling your dad and he's going to be crazy when he comes out of the house. You know it like yeah. it, it, I so I guess I, it's pretty. That's why I let them walk around the block because we know people on the other block, too. Like there's enough little safety nets around that. Like it's not like they're walking through a dark forest. We don't know where it is. You know what I mean? They're just right there. So and, it's and different. See- yeah, our neighborhood is basically just these big old redwood trees that hide them as soon as they walk past one house. So, <laughs> and no adults. <laughs> no adults. Uh, I, I, yeah, dude, it's strange. So I guess the this is a good show. It's again, it's called, you know, I, I old enough on Netflix. It's actually, it was like number two yesterday. So we're trendsetters by talking about it, but you should really watch it and watch these kids go on their little adventures. It's, and, uh, it's, and it's from 2015 even. No, they said it's 30 years old, dude, 30 wow. years old. The, the, this show's been going on for 30 years in Japan and they just started. I mean, I don't want to get too nerdy in this, but Netflix just inked a deal with Nippon TV. And now they're bringing a bunch of these Japanese TV shows to Netflix mm. that are translated and let us watch them. So, but the That's show's awesome. been around forever. Apparently. Okay. Um, yeah. I wonder so- if that has anything to do with like how they're trusting them. I wonder if there's like a newer version or if we were watching old, cause it did seem like it was an older TV show. There was one. Actually, there's a there's a date on one of them I just watched the other night, and it was like 2013. Like it wasn't. I mean, it was going up. I think it's still in production. I think they still do it. So, yeah, I'd like to see the the version, you know, 2022 in Japan and see like how it's translated across, you know, generations. I mean, that's generations of time. I was walking around unsupervised all up and down my block in El Paso, Texas. I mean, like I was going into completely other subdivisions of of houses basically because that's where you had to go to throw rocks and that's where you know you said throw rocks as a kid i did that that was my fun how old were you when you did it i throwing rocks man ever since i could pick up a rock i would throw rocks but in el paso i was i I was like you know 11 okay so 11 is not a bad age though because it's a couple years old with my daughter we would walk away yeah. Did you let see that's that's the age difference. Like I think the sweet spot is like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Well, it's I not find a really it, thing. I, I find think? it interesting that you want to find uh, uh, tasks for your kids to do to try to like you know do something like this because yeah, I feel like it would be a good exercise for me <laughs> to, to try to figure out yeah to figure out what my kids could do independently that I would feel. Dude, I think that's with. super healthy, man. Yeah. I mean, you could do it. In a controlled thing, like yeah. maybe you take your son, maybe you take him next time you're grocery shopping and you give him your debit card and you're like, well, here you can complete the transaction. And you start yeah. really small by letting him like interact with the teller, yeah, you know, with the clerk. And then maybe you expand a little bit, you know, like going to the gas station. Do you want a Gatorade, a body armor drink. Set him, go in there and do that. You know? Set him up to go in and get it. Dude, I, yeah. I tell you what, one of the reasons why I think I am so helicoptery, and I feel like we caught it most times with my son, or if we didn't, like he wasn't really paying attention to that part of whatever was happening. He just thought it was the fun part. But like one time my daughter, we were at a playground and we were both there. Like we could see her. 
but she felt as if she got lost. She turned around. She didn't see us. She saw some other adult or something and then immediately thought we weren't there and started just bawling. And we walk up to her. We're like, Hey, we're right here. And then she like, you know, gave us a big hug. My son really hasn't had that experience where all of a sudden he felt alone, even though he's put himself into situations like that. I remember one time, and this was when he was way younger. We were living in a different complex where we did know a couple people there. And um, man, like he somehow got out of the house and he was walking around in his diaper. He was, you know, full of poop, just like talking nappy. to people. Yeah, he was, he had his full, nappy. full nappy and he was talking to people. And we were like, where did he go? <laughs> That's when we put child box on the door. <laughs> you learned that yeah. one hard way. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's more than a lesson for him. That's a lesson for you from child Absolutely. service. We're yeah. like, that's the family that lets this kid <laughs> wander around all over the place. Um, you know, I think the solution for him, and I'll help you on this, maybe get him <laughs> you to overcome the fear of losing him and get him maybe shake his little independence a little bit. We should go to like some wilderness and then drop him off and be like, find your way back to the car and then you can run. And I can hide the bushes and watch for the camera, dude. I'll tape it on my iPhone. I don't know if your wife's going to be into that. I don't know if my wife's going to be into that. But maybe that's dude, the test. Sounds like a great idea, dude. Yeah, we'll go somewhere. Like, we'll go to Cherry Creek Reservoir. Like, that's contained. I mean, the worst they're going to do is get lost. And then we end up on Nine News because our kid got lost in Cherry Creek. And then the Rangers find him. But we'll drop him off and be like, find your way to the car. And then you can run. And then I can hide in the wilderness in a tree. <laughs> and monitor them so they don't go out to park a road or something like that. That sounds like a good idea. See if this, they can forge their way back to their car. This seems like a great idea. In fact, what's really funny, you bring up uh, Cherry Creek State Park, is that we just went hiking there maybe like two or three weeks ago, and we brought the kids. We went into this little like you know wetlands area, whatever, and all of a sudden, my son was like, we need to create a shelter. And I was like, we're, we're just, we're doing a hike. Like we're going to be in here for 30 minutes. Like we don't need to set up shelter. And he's like, no survival one oh one. We need to set up a shelter. And I was like, it's 11 in the, you know, in the morning, we we're not going to use a shelter. <laughs> he didn't know how to reason him out of it. He started like literally we're on the sidewalk and I can see the car right there. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you should let him set a, a shelter in your backyard. Maybe that's, he's a, there's a show. I don't know what it's on, dude. Uh, it's got to be on Netflix. You remember the Bear Grylls guy, how he was really hot yeah. for a, mile, a little yeah, while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But he's trash. There's a guy, is Survivor Man? I is thought, his name? It's a Canadian show. Have you watched that show? I have not. I don't think I've watched Survivor Man. Did you know the Bear Grylls actually had a an interactive Survivor show where you get to pick? Yeah. I played what the, you did? that on Netflix. Did it you? Made me, you know what? Yeah, here's the thing about uh, Bear Grylls. It really broke me when... <laughs> On the internet, and you can look for it. Like he was doing something where he's like, I'm in wherever he was, dude. I'm in the, the great outdoors, and he like, you know, eating like a rock or something, sucking on a rock to get the liquid out of it or yeah. whatever. But they did a pan out shot or like a behind the scenes shot, and there was a road like 15 feet on the other side of it, <laughs> and they were just filming away from the road. So now, like, I don't trust anything with Bear Grylls because I feel, I mean, I get this TV production, dude. They're not going to really let him out there and die. I get it. It's a TV, it's entertainment, but like it really, it broke me a little bit that like 
it was so far roost that they like parked the trucks and they're like, yeah, let's film a scene right here. Cause I mean, it looks good. That, there's some of that though, that like you can't fake. I mean, the dude had an elephant crap above his face. See, draining the know. water out of it to survive dude i question all of it dude he's like the kim kardashian <laughs> of survivor shows what you have to watch is this survivor man show it's canadian and you can watch it this is not a plug but you can watch it on discovery plus it's a canadian dude who has like a janky like not hd camera and he uh-huh. sets it up and he's like i'm gonna build a shelter and live here for the next 16 days and he that. does dude and it's it's a little more dry because he doesn't do things like if I if I take this plant that a bear peed on and rub it on my face, I have sunscreen. Like it's not like <laughs> it's it's more like it's more low key than that. But I like it. Like maybe that's what we do. If your son's into building uh, shelters, we'll find some wilderness and be and you can be like, I'm going to leave you here. Well, I want to go camping. Set up your shelter. I, I want to go camping, but not make that an independent activity. Just like as a team building activity, maybe like you know, set up a tent and then grab sticks and sharpen them to hunt things and then poke them through hot dogs and cook the hot dogs or something like let him use a survival knife out in the wilderness or something. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) He's super interested in knives. Just like I was when I was younger. Yeah. I think all boys run that. The kids and the boys and Cub Scouts now have knives. That's, that's a thing. Let me tell you, like these guys did their knife badge over the last like two months. Yeah. They had a whittle something. And I mean, I was all for it, bro. I was like, yeah, like knives, man tools. And let me, let me just say like giving a little, there's like eight of them, giving eight little eight year old boys pocket <laughs> knives is an awful like, like, all eight I of think them. my son, cause I whatever, to get the badge, they had to carve something out of like this block of wood. Yeah. And every week they were working on it at home. And every week one of them come in with like a band-aid, like a splint <laughs> on their finger. And I was like, nah, awesome. we're done. We're now done did, with this. I'm not gonna let you cut off your finger for this. Did you use this is did, stupid? Did people use real knives or did they have like a did they have like a Swiss army or something? Which is a real knife, but it's not it quite like real it's not like the same level of like a Kershaw or something like that. No, dude, nobody used a Kershaw. Like, what are like, woodworkers and the Nick Offerman's hanging out in our Cub Scout troops? Yeah, dog, make, like, you gotta have furniture. a real no. knife, bro. Let's go. That is a Cub Scout. You have a little folding knife. You have a little pocket knife, dude. That's what they roll with. All like, right, Kershaw. That's what I was like, asking, like, dude. That's crazy, dude. What's that? <laughs> Do you have a Kershaw? I have. Well, I have two. So my my main desk knife right now is a Dewalt, and this thing is pretty is pretty substantial. Yeah. And then okay. I got a I got a I got a Kershaw that I have I think it's downstairs actually that I use for more like you know day to day cutting of like rope and stuff. How much rope do you cut with your knife? Lots, dude. Basis. How much, like, dude, on a weekly basis, like two or three pieces of rope. All right. I don't How much I've rope do you cut, cut dude? Never. I don't think what? I've ever cut a piece of rope. Never. Hmm. Maybe when I was a Boy Scout in like 1987, I cut a piece of rope. <laughs> There's like no reason. It's a whole different conversation of why you carry multiple knives. But no, the kids have pocket knives. And we okay. won't give them anything anything better because like they're cut their arm off, dude. They're, they're yeah, it's true. They're pretty, they're pretty serious like, knives, those things. Well, okay, okay, okay. The one thing I was curious about with all of this, right, <clears throat> is, um, you know, 
camping and independence and kind of bring it back to to that sort of like weird fun task thing would you set it up to be like a let's go camping then let's do a task out in the wilderness or is it more like urban jungle tasking that you're thinking about with your kids to start well it's different it's different skill sets like i want them to be able to be urban tasking like wilderness tasking camping is a different a different thing altogether that's more of a recreational activity you know i mean yes you set them up for maybe a potential apocalypse where they have to forage the (laughs) land to survive in the mountains but like really like cutting things with a knife and like making a shelter that's that's it's independence but it's like pretend time like leisure activity (laughs) time right yeah but like the ability to walk into a store and make a transaction that's like real life skill sets you know that's something they're gonna do and and that's not i mean look we can debate on whether we're connected to the earth and it sucks that we're in this rat race that we are all day long but like at some point they're gonna have to go in a store and interact with their humans and purchase items or like run an errand and like at what point do we push them to that independence where they're able to do that you know what though with how delivery services are now and you could just set something up to be delivered to your house it actually might be more worthwhile to teach them how to use and look for and trust websites to do that no they already do they already are so good I, listen, this this is definitely an age difference between the two of them, but like uh-huh. my daughter's knitting, which is wild, and I accidentally sat on a knitting needle because I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> but we am on like she was like, well, and I was like, do you want to drive to the? I was like, is there a yarn store? And she just looked at me. And she's like, yeah, it's called Amazon, and they'll bring it to the doorstep. And I was like, All right. and <laughs> Dude, she schooled she, you on yeah, that, man. Yeah, no, no. She like we went to Amazon, and my wife went to Amazon, found the nitty deal that I sat on, and like the next day it was on our front porch. So they're already like well ahead of the curve on that. The point is, we want to get them out of that and like interacting with real human being and build, you know, communication skills and a stem- sense of empathy and. And and togetherness with other human beings, dude. Like, God forbid our kids go get in a conversation with somebody new and get a different point of view of life. Here's a great example. We go to this stinker store. It's right by the kids' school. I almost doxed myself right there. But, like, there's a gas station. It's right by my kids' school. And it, one Friday, when I was working back at KBPI, it was just to be late on Fridays picking them up because I had to work. And... Um, I would say, hey, it sucks that you had to do the after-school program. Sucks. I'll stop by Stinker. You can get a little treat for the weekend. And then I did it once. And then every Friday, they're like, are we going to stop by the gas station to grab some stuff? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. So now it's a thing. Yeah. Well, there's a clerk. His name is Brent. He works there. He's from New Orleans. He loves my kids, dude. He sees us every Friday and he's like, look at them. And he does fist bumps. And he always asks my son, he's like, how was school this week? And he'll, my son will tell him like we had standardized testing this week. We could talk about that next episode. Uh, We had standardized texting this week and it's been really hard on me, but like they have a relationship with the dude at the gas station because we go in there every Friday. And like, I like that. That's part of living in a city and living in a society that when they go to that gas station, they say what's up to the dude from New Orleans, and then they there go get go. a little snack. And so, see, that's I the place that you send them in independently on, because then they know they know their guy. They could go up, they could get some spicy listen, Cheetos, I, and do a fist bump, and then walk out. Yeah, I like the guy, but the the neighborhoods 
the dictates that I have to go in there with them. <laughs> it's not the best. I mean, like, I don't know, man. Like it, nobody's living in Highlands Ranch up in here. Like we got it. We got, I have to go in there with them and hold their hand, but that you're right. That would be a great scenario for them. If I gave them a $20 bill and be like, go buy your own stuff. Like that would be a good situation for me to do it. I just think that like, particularly with COVID bringing it all the way around back to independence, like the kids learn from home. Everybody's weird. We had masks like Amazon is making people not go into stores. Nobody talks to each other. People hate each other. Like it's gotten to like this weird thing where like you don't want to. You don't want to talk to people. You know, we tell yeah. the kids not to talk to strangers unless I'm like in the gas station. I'm like, say what's up to our guy from New Orleans. And then we change the rules. Like, I think it's an important part of socialization for the kids to be able to like have conversations and do basic things with other human beings. And I don't hmm. know what age you teach that in Japan. Apparently they teach it when they're three, I'm going to start my son on the road at eight, I guess. And we'll figure that out. You can learn from my mistakes. If eight's not a good age, then well, you'll know. And then you can push the date back for your kids. Like I'll let it, we'll let my son be the Guinea pig for meeting new people, dude. But I think well, what, there's what's something the, to it. What's you know? the downfall in, in having that too early? Is it just that it scares them into no. not wanting to meet people or something? No. I mean, what's the downfall, dude? If you're right there, what's the downfall? That's why if I you were supervising them. Yeah. But what's the down? That's what I'm saying. Like what would be the downfall in letting I mean, yes, letting them walk a mile to a store on their own. Oh, there's so something. many downfalls there's, there. Yeah, there's inherent, <laughs> but you don't have to do that. You baby step to it. Like, what's the downfall of letting your kid? I mean, maybe it'll annoy the clerk because the kid's trying to like pay with money and it's a pain in the ass. But like, what's the downfall of giving them like little bits, like letting the leash go just a little bit? Like, maybe he walks to the park in front of you a little bit and walks on the rocks and you're not helicoptering. Maybe the leash is, you, you can't go far. If you go too far and I can't see you, then the walk's done. But you give him the independence to walk on his own 30 feet ahead. I mean, what's the leash? I think at some point we got to, I have to be able to like, because I'm not going to tell you how to do it with your kids, but at some point I got to let, I got to let the leash out a little bit. Because at some point my daughter is already there. Once a phone already told me this summer when she goes to the pool with her friends that she's going to want to ride her bike to her friend's house. And then they're going to ride their bike to the pool. Like she's going, I don't have a choice in this dude. Yeah. So like, I got to figure out how to deal with it now. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I think maybe that's the lesson is you better figure out how to deal with these boundaries and their ability to interact with the universe around them before they're going to do it on their own anyway. Right. <laughs> I mean, and you're not going to have a choice in the matter. I can listen. I'm going to be able to yell all I want about you not riding your bike to the pool this summer. And I'm going to lose that battle, dude. That's the way it goes. You know, well, I told my son when he was running ahead of me on the sidewalk too far that I was going to buy him one of those backpacks with a leash and tie him to it. So dude, I think that will cause more psychological <laughs> else than feeling like he got forgotten. Somewhere. The leash backpack is cruel, dude. I don't think you want that. Do you let your kids walk to the store alone? Uh, let us know on our socials. You can follow me on everything. It's at Hey Colfax. I'm at Gerbil G3 RBIL. And uh, that's Adventures Deadland. Bye.
Adventures in Dadland. Yeah. Ad- 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 Adventures in Dadland.